Empire. Deal back to Hachimura. Um, first off, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. It was more just shocking to hear from him and understanding that he gets the most assists from me and the most spoon-fed baskets ever. You know, the culture is actually damn good. To sit up there and to say you don't have a culture problem in the nation's capital, everything about the organization points to a culture issue. One guy took his in another guy's shoe. I'm a little pissed off about it, but I know how I am. I was kind of expecting it. It's disrespectful. It was like Eric Killmonger going for total domination. What's up, is mine? We're not going to be fucking sunk this year with the Stanley Cup champions! Yeah! Thank you for joining us today. Hope you guys had a nice weekend. This is the Beltway Sports Bros Podcast. I'm Matt Vizana, and as always, my brother, Noel. Hey, guys. How you doing? Hey, so uh, we've gotten a ton of feedback from Friday's episode. I don't know if we've discussed it. You and I, Noel, but so great, in fact. There were a few people that are actually upset that it ended when it did. Really? Yeah. Honestly, if you haven't heard it yet, Noel was genuinely starting to lose his mind there at the end, and I had to put a stop to it, and uh, got a little heated, to say the least. If it had gone longer, I might have had a heart attack. So I had to go this last weekend down to the whiz bubble <laughs> to calm myself down. Yeah. <laughs> got a lot of good stuff down there. That uh, I'm chill now, man. I'm chill. It'll cure what ails you. you yeah. Know? But I'm glad to hear that you're you're doing better. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, well, that's good. So let me run through this real quick. We have an Instagram page, Beltway underscore sports underscore bros underscore podcasts. Also on Twitter at Beltway Bro Pod. We also have a Facebook group. So search groups and type in our name, Beltway Sports Bros. One last thing, please subscribe or follow depending on what podcast app you use. It's 100% free. All subscribing does is download the newest episode automatically so you don't have to search for it. Hey, also wanted to give a little shout out to my son, Evan. He's turning 10 today, so happy birthday, Evan. Happy birthday, Evan. Yeah, I'm only going let, to let him listen to this part because there won't be any cursing, so I'll make sure to send that to him. <laughs> but I did want to say he went through a ton during this COVID situation at our house, and, and he's still going through it. I'm not going to get into all the details, but really saw him grow up fast, helping with his little brother and helping us get through it and everything. Yeah, he was a little beast through the whole thing, man. Yeah, and I know so many kids are going through the same thing, but he's not going to have a birthday uh, that he had hoped for. I know a lot of kids are doing the exact same thing. and I know Ryan did as well, but um, we're going to do our best to make it special. But I just wanted to throw that out because really proud of how he's handled everything. And he's a, he's a good little guy. Him having the birthday is kind of perfect for me. I was racking my brain about what to buy him for his birthday, and it came to fruition yet last night. Let me give everybody a little uh, little taste. So yesterday, mm-hmm. I was watching TV with the fam, and this phobia show came on. And my daughter, Natalie, the soccer star, 15-year-old girl, check mm-hmm. her out. Highlights will be out. <laughs> she says, oh, did you know that I talked to grandma and Uncle Matthew has a fear of kites. Jesus Christ. I looked at her, I'm like, what the hell are you talking about, Natalie? That's She's like, yeah, um, I was questioning it so much that she started to question herself. And then finally I said, all right, I've got to put this to rest. So I texted you mm-hmm. and asked, is this bullshit? Are you scared of kites? And I thought you were going, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. And you said yes. Well, you're not really saying the, the, the full <laughs> truth there. I didn't just say yes in the conversation. Are you or are you not scared of kites? Do you have a phobia of kites? 
I would say, a small phobia. Why the fuck have I not heard of this? And this is the weirdest thing I have ever heard. You got some weird things, but this one's weird. Well, what other weird things do I, I have? Don't <laughs> <laughs> I no, don't know. I don't know off the top of my head. It's not something that comes up a lot. <laughs> I don't fly kites every weekend or anything. It's not a normal thing for us, but... Yeah, there's some kind of issue. And, and I actually Googled it the other night when you text me. And apparently it's a problem for a lot of people. Well, there's a thousand of everybody's got something. They have phobias for everything. Why the hell are you scared of a kite? I don't when it flies know. over your head, what do you dive on the ground like it's a B fifty two bomber coming at you? Well, what the hell is it? I don't know. I just it bothers me for some reason. And <laughs> we went to New York City in my senior year in high school and they have very large buildings in New York, of do course. They? Yeah. And I don't know. I relate it to the same thing. It feels like the buildings are going to fall on me or something. It's kind of all falls into the same I bucket. I mean, that's ridiculous, but that one I can even wrap my head around a little bit because the first time you've ever been there, it is a little claustrophobic, but a damn kite? I don't know, Noel. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> There's people that are claustrophobic. There's phobias for everything. And well, I can tell you, I, I don't, I know it's not going to fall on me and hurt me. I just can't explain it. I just wish I could, but it's one of those things. So thank you for. <laughs> mocking my phobia in front of the world here we've been on this planet together mm -hmm. for going almost four decades and this is the first i'm hearing of this this is shocking to me this is breaking news man yeah this is well, breaking freaking news we had that conversation in confidence you i didn't think, think that i wouldn't have remembered that you are scared of kites no i'm okay so i'm not scared of kites okay <laughs> it's just something that i Stay away from if I can avoid it. I don't like to fly them. I can't explain it. I'm sorry. So if and a plane flies over your head, are you okay with it? Absolutely. It doesn't bother me at all. And the building thing isn't a thing anymore because I work in the city. And What about like a big, like an albatross? If that flies over your head, would you be fearful no, of that? No, it just doesn't. Honestly, I don't know if I still am. I just don't fuck with it. Well, I can tell you, I was doing some research too. Oh, great. Here we go. And, and, um, yeah. Old Noel with his research. Let's see this one. <laughs> So we're going to celebrate a few holidays here. We've got oh, February God. 8th is National Kite Day. So that's coming up. You know, it's a little bit around the corner. Sweet. And then once annually in January, that one's coming up, International Kite Festival. It's a week-long thing of kites. Sweet. It looks awesome. This year, they're doing it in India. So I'll be let's there. <laughs> it's one way to get rid of my phobia. You know, my, I appreciate I you mean, berating me. I mean, just fully bombarded with kites. <laughs> <laughs> That'll clear what ails you, friend. Yeah. So anyway, that's what I'm getting Evan for his birthday is a fucking big ass kite, like one of those dragon kites. Sweet. Yeah. No, but do you remember when we used to fly kites in the backyard at uh, Fox Lair? Yeah, of course. Yeah. I never told you I was freaking out the entire time. Wow. Yeah. And I was trying to fight through it, but it bothered me. I don't know. And I've never done it since. Wow, well, you were a good actor then. I'm not Ben Franklin over <laughs> here. I'm not flying kites all over the place. But anyway, it was just crazy. The fact that I had to hear it from Natalie through mom Jesus. was just crazy. I'd never heard of it. Well, anyway. Whatever. And my thank you. My own family <laughs> makes fun of me about this. And <laughs> God forbid that I, I can ever live it down, but thank you for bringing it up. I'm editing this whole thing out, just so you know. The, the world will never know. Anyway. All right. Can we start the show? Is that all yeah, right with you? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. All right. So, start things off. Uh, former Washington safety. How can I even pull myself together after that? But former Washington safety DJ Swearinger spoke out on Friday about his experience while playing with his former team, saying, quote, they all need to be exposed. 
end quote. Swearinger shared a screenshot on social media of an aggressive conversation that he had with his former head coach, Jay Gruden, following a blowout loss against the New York Giants in 2018. Swearinger said the confrontation erupted after Gruden was incorrectly informed by someone that the safety had spoken out poorly about his coach in an interview following the loss. I'm going to go <laughs> I'm going to go over. It's it's a very short text yeah. chain here, but so Gruden starts out, "Want to play? Let's fucking play." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Swearinger responds, who this? Gruden says, call me back. Swearinger responds, Ion, know who this is. Ion, I-O-N. Okay. Jay Gruden, I'm waiting. Swearinger responds, when can face-to-face, man-to-man tomorrow or tonight if you'd like? And what do you mean want to play? Gruden responds, where you want to meet? We can meet tonight or tomorrow. And then Swearinger responds, we'll let cooler heads prevail tomorrow at 10 a.m. Gruden responds, done. I can talk about this really quick. If that's <laughs> oh, go ahead. All right. So, I mean, Swearinger's such an idiot. He really is. I mean, they got rid of this guy after countless conversations, after shit-talking his coaching staff to the media, of course. God forbid he did it behind the scenes, and maybe he did a couple times. But truthfully, he wasn't wrong with his comments that he made. But you just can't do that about shitty coaching and, and all of these things. You know, they need to wear pads and this and that. The guy's been on seven teams for a reason since 2013. He's a talented guy, but he never shuts the fuck up. And it always gets him in trouble. He's just piling on after this post article. Why would you post that? What are you getting out of this? Jay Gruden doesn't even work there anymore. And and I'm going to say this right now. I don't have any insider information. I think the whole thing's complete bullshit. The text message looks like it was Xeroxed onto a fucking BevNap. First off, (laughs) I mean, he doesn't know his head coach's number. Texting him out of the blue like, let's dance. Get out of here. Did they probably have a confrontation at some point about the fact that this guy couldn't shut the fuck up and they told him on multiple occasions, look, dude, keep it in house. I believe that. Absolutely. But this text message, like, what is Gruden drunk dialing him? Come on, man. And keep in mind, it also said Jay at the top of the text message. Yeah, and it titled Jay. He had him on his caller ID. Who dis? Who dis? Who dis? Now, such bullshit. Hypothetically, he could have put him in as a contact after the fact, and then it would have changed. But, you know, I think it's bullshit as well. I think it is. Look at everybody. Look at it. It's got crosshairs on the damn. It's such crap. I'm not saying I know Gruden on a day to day, but he doesn't even speak like that. I mean, he, he says some dumb shit every once in a while, but. That's not even in his dialogue. The way Gruden seems like a cool guy. I mean, and everybody who comes across him says you'd want to have a beer with him. He's just a terrible head coach. Yeah, he's just not a good head coach. He's made to be an offensive coordinator and like a guy that is cool with the players. And he's not a boss. He's just not a boss. He's Crozier. Yeah, he is. And I think the whole thing's bullshit. And Swearinger has no credibility at all. The guy just spouts off at the mouth anytime he wants to and comes up with this crap during the heat of the battle. And just shut the fuck up and go, or wherever the hell you are now, like you said, on your seventh team. I don't even know where the hell he is at this point. New Orleans. Oh, he's with New Orleans now. All right, well. He's making his rounds. Oh, he's making his rounds. (laughs) Okay, well, yeah. If it was something about some inside information about Snyder or or the situation or whatever, but that just does nothing for anybody. It's just. You're not with the team and Gruden's not with the team anymore. What do you think? That little tidbit of your stupid text, even if it was real, what's it bring to the table? That's the last last piece of the puzzle. One more thing. Like, oh, this is putting us over the top. Yeah. Your little dick measuring contest with Jay Gruden. 
No, yeah. it's not happening. So I wanted to move on to something that what everybody really wants to hear. More Dan Snyder. What do you think, Noel? Big D. Snyder's like the new cowbell. Yeah, man. Give me more. <laughs> give me more all <laughs> day. Give me more. <laughs> so on Friday, Snyder released a statement regarding accusations of workplace misconduct in the organization. A statement from Snyder read, The behavior described in yesterday's Washington Post article has no place in our franchise or society. The story has strengthened my commitment to setting a new culture and standard for our team, a process that began with hiring of Coach Rivera earlier this year. Beth Wilkinson and her firm are empowered to do a full unbiased investigation and make any and all requisite recommendations. Upon completion of her work, we will institute new policies and procedures and strengthen our blah, 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 blah. Okay, so there's that. That's sent out to the masses, right? Yeah. And then also on Friday, Snyder and wife Tanya Snyder sent out an internal memo apologizing to Washington football team employees. Uh, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but we are sad and disappointed, as all you are, after reading the story in the Washington Post yesterday. On behalf of the organization, we want to apologize to each of you and to everyone affected by this situation. That's the first part. In closing, we want to thank you for everything you do for this organization. The offseason has been trying and difficult, and your work and commitment mean everything. We are committed to ensuring this organization is one that promises a high standard of personal conduct while also representing the values of inclusiveness, respect, and diversity. Sincerely, Dan and Tanya. And that's something I tweeted out. I'm actually really surprised he put Dan. I was surprised it was going to be like, sincerely, Mr. Snyder and Tanya. I mean, that's a pure Snyder move. (laughs) (laughs) But no, what do you think about the differences in the statements that they put out? Well, the initial statement came out right after the Post article. You can just imagine how Redskins Park was scrambling and just like feverishly typing something up, like the secretary typing something up just to get it out. It was more generic. It was more corporate. Both of them were. Well, I will say before you, they did know this ahead of time. They yeah, actually yeah. said that in the second one. So they knew this was coming out. So if they were scrambling, they're bigger idiots than I no, thought No, no. I'm saying that you can just imagine the firestorm that was going on at Redskins Park for that period of time. Not necessarily right when the article came out. I'm just saying throughout that entire process. But yeah. I think the first one was, it get criticized because it's a little cold. It's generic. I think it's very corporate. If you look down the line of other companies, they kind of send out those type of statements all the time. Initially, hell, Boeing and other companies that and Volkswagen, when they had their controversies, there are a lot more deaths involved and things like that send out pretty generic initial statements. The second one was to the employees, which are the ones that are being affected by this. Heartfelt is an extreme word. It was a corporate letter that had at least an apology in it, which the first one they were being criticized for not having. But that's to the masses. They don't need to apologize to a journalist. They don't need to apologize apologize to outside viewers at this point. The employees are the ones that are being affected by this, and this issue needs to be resolved for them so they can have a good working environment. And I don't think the letter was great, but I think that it was a good start, I guess, and that this is just how corporations do it. Well, I also think the reason he's being criticized is because, yes, they apologize to employees, but they didn't put any apology out to the people that were affected by it. And I know what you're going to say, that it was an internal letter. However, if they're dumb enough to think that this isn't going to get public, which it did like five seconds after this was sent out, then they should have really thought about that as well. It would have been a lot smarter to just say, I want to put out an apology to you guys for going through this, but also the people that have been affected by it. To me, all the guy needs to do is to continuously apologize to anybody to listen. That's all he can do. Oh, I, know I completely that, agree. I completely agree. Yeah. So, you know, it would be great even if outside of the situation, Snyder was, 
I don't know, self-aware enough to just say for years of terrible ownership, which I know you're going to get mad at me about and pettiness and everything else, just apologize. And this doesn't have anything to do with this situation, but he went out in front of people like the Rivera press conference, the Happy Thanksgiving press conference. He should have said, show some self-awareness, show that he is a human. We haven't done as well as I would have liked. I've done everything I possibly can. This is the guy that I'm bringing in to fix the things that I've done in the past. And it would have been a much better send-off for Rivera. And then it would have showed some self-awareness that he knows that he could have done better. I disagree with you on that based on the fact that he hired him. I think that shows self-awareness right there. Otherwise, he could have just stayed with the status quo. He was making money one way or the other. I understand Pretty apparent that. that already people don't think that he doesn't give a shit about anybody but himself. But and that's I, what I'm saying, that that's how he can show Matt, the people do, that think that he is in his ivory tower. I'm not going to go down this road with you again. I'm not going to, this time I'm not going to have a heart attack. The guy that's is good. a human being and it just seems like people just want blood. And the guy is doing exactly the same protocols that Cuban did. Look through right. the timeline, everyone. Look through the timeline. I, and I said this before, just because you don't like this guy doesn't mean he's not doing what any other CEO in the protocol that takes place, okay? He's going through the timeline. Everybody loves Cuban because he's the antithesis and he's the people's owner. So everybody's willing to give this guy a pass. He did the exact same protocols that everybody else did. You know when he apologized? Seven months after an investigation happened. This guy's apologizing two days after an article went out in the Washington Post. You want this guy to get on the hand and knees at St. Peter? What do you want this guy to do? Do you want him to just get in front of the podium and just repent everything from the last 20 years and say, please, everyone, give me this chance? Like, what day is it, son? And like, flip the kid a coin to go buy the biggest turkey? Like, I mean, what do you want this guy to do exactly? I'm not exactly sure. Everybody wants more from this guy. He never does enough. And like I said, he's a piece of shit. I acknowledge Absolutely. that. Everybody is taking this way too personally. He is handling this way just the way any other corporate CEO would handle this situation. It's an internal thing. He apologized to employees. He vowed that everything was going to get handled. And he's doing that the first day they hired an investigator, just like Cuban did. I don't know what he needs to do besides what people want him to do is either A, leave, yes. or B... <laughs> Get on his hands and knees and kiss every Native American's feet in the entire United States. And I still don't think that would be enough for people. All right. Well, you mentioned Mark Cuban. As we talked about in the last episode, he had a similar situation. And actually, Cuban weighed in on it. He was asked about this. So Cuban said, quote, if you know Dan Snyder, if you're involved with the Redskins, he said Redskins, if you connect with them, tell Dan and tell his uh -oh. senior management, <laughs> tell his senior management, you've got to just recognize what you did right what you did wrong. You have to accept the mistakes you made. That's painful. I made a lot of mistakes. And that's the only way this is going to get resolved, end quote. So yeah, he's, Couldn't have said uh, it better myself. he's well aware of what he went through and you know his situation with his team. They even had 15 women that accused them. Very similar situations here. I don't know to mean to say that I'm a beast, but <laughs> kind of am. I mean, he just needs to pick up the phone and call Cuban and say, what did you do within a two-year period? Because this happened about two years ago to get the fuck out out of this situation and yeah. just go down the line of everything because Cuban 
did everything right. They revamped the whole damn organization from top to bottom. They hired the right people. And like I said, they hired Cynthia Marshall to revamp things. They did the things right. They hired their own investigator. And the NFL has already stated the Redskins are, to a certain extent, doing what they're supposed to be doing. The owner slash president was not implicated directly. So they have the right to hire their own outside and third-party investigator to take a look at this thing. And that's what the NFL is allowing to happen. Yeah, and they've made it pretty clear that if anybody's thinking that Snyder's going to get pushed out, unless something unbelievable, unbelievable gets uncovered, comes out, right. then he's staying put. He's staying unless- put. And I hate that for all of you people that think the guy's Satan reincarnated, but it's business. And that's how businesses are run. You can't get people out of places just because you don't like it. Hey, iPhones suck for the most part. They put out the same shitty product for the last 20 years, but people keep buying them. It's the same thing, all right? Everybody stands in line and spends $1,500 on the brand spanking new iPhone, and it has the same problems that the other ones have, but they keep buying them. But nobody's canning the CEO of Apple and asking for his head, but people keep going. These guys are CEOs of companies. They do what they do. For better or worse, they do what they do, and you cannot ask a person to step down just because you don't like them. This isn't a democracy when it comes to owners of football teams. Well, we wish it was. But anyway, moving on. With all the insanity going on at Ashburn, there is still some football that will be played. Well, maybe. I don't Foot maybe. who? <laughs> football. Football? Yeah. Oh, I thought you meant yeah. like with your feet. No, no, not football. Not, not football. <laughs> oh, okay. No, actually football. According to NFL.com, the Washington whatever's training camp schedule, which is slated to start July 28th and go through August 11th, is scheduled. So that's exciting. That's something. Absolutely. Yeah. Rookies are supposed to report July 21st and QBs and injured players by the 23rd. So the NFL has finally put out their plan. And, and I wanted to put out some highlights, if that's all right with you. So until the NFLPA signs off on it, no more than 20 players will be allowed in the team facilities at one time. Wanted to preface it with that, but the NFL laid out their plan, according to an ESPN article from Friday, this arrangement will not be a quote-unquote bubble situation like the other uh, major sports. Players will have the option to stay at team-sponsored hotels, but not be required to. They can spend their nights at home, except on the night before preseason games. So keeping in mind, this is strictly for preseason game schedules. They haven't worked out the regular season, it seems like, but players were told they could face discipline, including fines, if they were found to have contracted and spread the virus as a result of reckless behavior outside of the team facilities, such as eating in restaurants or using rideshare services like Uber. Players and team personnel will not be allowed to leave their hotel room to eat in or otherwise use restaurants that are open to the public. Finally, they may order room service or delivery from contactless food delivery services. Players and team personnel may not use public or private transportation to and or other cities, just the team buses and or planes. So there was a hell of a lot more than that, and I apologize if I bored anybody with that. Yeah, but I was those about are to the fall highlights. Too. Well, it was pretty hot outside today, so I know you mowed the grass. Um, it's good that they've got some guidelines because they were quiet for a long time about this. I still don't know how this is going to work. I still have no idea with these COVID numbers on the rise. It makes no sense. They're not going to have a bubble. They may eventually in in the regular season, who knows, but this preseason thing just seems like a terrible start to me. Look, they can put all the guidelines on paper that they want to. These guys are going to do what they want to do, okay? They're going to go home. They're going to do this. They're going to do that. Yeah, okay. They're not going to use public transportation. Most of them don't do that anyway. 
unfortunately for them, a lot of them don't do it when they should. <laughs> so this is just a bomb waiting to go off, Matt. Uh, it's too much in and out. It's too much relying on the players to do the right thing. When you give too much of a leash, whether it be in society or with the NFL, they're going to do go left instead of right. And it's just going to be that way. And we're not talking about it necessarily in the masses. We're talking about all it takes is a couple here and there that interact or have a girl up to their hotel room or whatever it is. When you give options, they use those options. Of course. And there's just too much gray area here. I appreciate the fact that they put it on paper, but it's just like when you're reading your stuff when you get hired on a job. They give all this listing of things just to cover their own ass. Hey, we told you not to do that. I mean, it's right there in black and white on the paper. So they're just doing this to say, hey, we put something out. We're we're trying, we're putting out effort, but this thing is going to be a disaster. The bubble things are, are even hard enough to do, but now you're talking about 58 players on a roster, plus practice squads, plus all of the coaches. I mean, you're talking roughly 100 people per team that we're talking about here. The amount of possibilities here are endless. We're not talking about Ryan Kerrigan here. You know, like no. some guy that's more than happy to just lift weights and sit at home all day until game day or whatever it is. We're talking about 22, 23, 24 year old men that want to go out there are certain guys that can do that uh, some veterans shit some of them won't either but we're talking about you have to really have discipline in order to do this even just on a day-to-day -day basis you got to really rely on the discipline of these players in order to do the right thing are they going to treat this like oh my gosh we saw him out ordering food at a restaurant is it going to be like getting caught with a dui we saw him you know having to do the uh abc's backwards on <laughs> 270 we saw it's him at a restaurant there's just too many people it's too many people to keep track of yeah. i mean and you mentioned the players what about like a guy like jay gruden who's sitting out in the street corner annihilated talking to girls <laughs> he, they want to do it too you know so uh, and like you said there's too many ways out yeah and if you don't have a bubble set up again those are hard enough to control but then traveling and then oh you got to keep your masks on how are you going to be able to control this there's no conceivable way this is just a clusterfuck i mean you're going to sit here and tabulate fines and all this crap and it's just it's ridiculous it's not practical and again the nfl is flying by the seat of their pants they are just putting information out there that is not realistic they want to keep the ball rolling with this thing it feels like it's genuinely on a day-to-day -day basis we're going to beat this thing. We are the flagship of sports in this country, and nobody's going to fuck with us. They're living in a dream world right. if they think this is going to work. And they're acting like it's not even a thing. The other leagues are doing everything possible to keep everybody safe. And they, these guys just like, fuck it. We'll get it figured out at the end. We'll just put a visor on the helmet. You'll be good. Yeah, yeah whatever that thing yeah. is. It looked like Darth Vader. Right. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, Matt. I don't know how this is going to play out. I guess it's something to talk about. Something positive of the Redskins. Hopefully it is a positive. I mean, hopefully things pan out. I really do. I, we need to kind of have some type of positive talk about our Washington football team. And I hope that these guys can come together for a little bit fling the ball around have some fun and um maybe be able to see it on tv a little bit about some practices and things like that beyond hearing the same two topics that we've been talking about for the last weeks i need a respite from that man i really do but this just doesn't look good to me this is just patchwork and it really is and i think that even if the league starts i think that this thing is going to get closed up real quick yeah and that's what i'm worried about just like the other leagues honestly and they're actually trying to do it right 
All right. Well, that'll do it for this episode. As always, we're on all major podcast platforms. Please rate, review, and subscribe. If you are listening to this show, it probably means you like it. So please share it on social media. That's a huge help to us. Again, please follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and the Facebook page. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you have a great Monday. We'll see you Wednesday.